It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. On this week's episode of the Complex Sports Podcast, Marshawn Lynch joins the guys to talk about his investment strategy, what he's been doing after football, his love of the game, his thoughts on Tom Brady winning another Super Bowl and claiming Oakland, and much more. Let's get to it. What up? What up? What up? It's your man, Chops. Brand new episode of the Complex Sports Podcast. As always, got my guys with me. Uh, well, Zion's not technically here right now, but we got Adam with me. Zion will be here for our interview. Big interview later. Uh, Adam, what's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, life, trying to survive in this dreary existence. See, I, you guys are so wrong. I listened to the end of the last podcast where I, I, like, I had to bolt so I wasn't there. You guys closed out the last podcast for me. What we wrote no about. Fo- no football is so boring. No, there, no. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to do right now. There's nothing. Nothing is enticing in the sports world without football. Well, yeah, but it's a long-ass football season. I'm ready for it to be done with. I'm ready to be done with the NFL's bullshit. And it's what basketball bullshit? season. It's and about to be baseball season. So, I mean, listen, this is, this is the dreariest part of the, of the sports calendar, 100%. No, and, no, no, no. Summer is the dreariest Yeah, but there's the stuff to do calendar. during summertime. So, it's like, I no, mean, okay. like, there's... I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean if, you, uh, if you want to get technical about when the worst part of the sports calendar is, it, it's, yes, it's, we can have summer. that debate. It, but, like... In terms of life right now, with the, the goddamn pandemic and it being just dreary, disgusting, awful weather, and uh, I mean the weather has been terrible. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it feels like spring is about a million years away right now. So, um, but I am happy to have football in the rearview mirror. Like I'm, I'm, I mean, I watch. I'm going to be honest with you, and we talked about this with Marshawn. I watched the fan control football league, Adam. You did. I you went to Twitch and watched that nonsense. I watched Johnny Manziel play quarterback and run enemy? around. Yeah, my arch enemy. I watched so, my arch enemy. What what was it? Was it worth watching? Was it worth turning into? Or was it? A waste I mean, of it's time? way more. It's way more arena football league than than football. You know, it's like it's like eight on eight. Did it but, feel gimmicky? No, it didn't feel gimmicky. It just felt like it was arena. Like we've seen arena football. It felt like arena football. So I mean, it was something. Did but, you did you call in a Madden play? No, so I'm not. I got you. Got to be an owner, which we'll talk to Marshawn. We talked to Marshawn about this because he's an owner and everything. Well, Marshawn was doing commentary. And he was amazing. Didn't he suit like up? He, I think I saw on social media he suited up. Uh, I don't know about that. Or was that, a, go, or was that a, a marketing ploy? Probably a probably a promo. I don't think he's suiting up. But he was doing the the play by play. ESPN should immediately hire Marshawn as put him in the booth. Put Marshawn in the booth with they, him and Keith Talib. I don't know. I don't know who else they'd put him with. But put put him in there. Put him in the booth. It's better than fucking who they have this year. Fucking what uh, for Monday Night Football. Yeah, who, who, I don't get. I don't. I mean, Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy and Steve Lee. Oh, okay. I like Riddick. I like Riddick Greasy. a lot. People get too oh, yeah, wrapped up Greasy. about the Monday Night Football commentators because I mean, well, because I mean, it's a, yeah, it's but a ESPN thing, you know? spends a shit ton of money on it. I get it, but like, I don't think a commentator is bringing a I, casual fan to the broadcast. I think, I think, I think so much attention to it, and not to get too off base here. I think they they've gone after such big names and have struck out at them that that's why there's so much attention on it. They went after Romo, struck out. Went after Peyton struck out. Went after Breeze and struck out. Like they've gone after all these guys, and all three guys. Like Peyton's just said no. 
Romo stayed at CBS and Breeze went yeah, to NBC. And there's a history so like, of there's a history of Monday Night Football doing. I don't know if this 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 may be too old of a reference, but right, Dennis Miller. So, yeah, Dennis. Yeah, well, I mean, but, but some younger people aren't going to remember Dennis Miller being in the in the yeah. booth. And Dennis Miller, I don't know where the hell he's fallen. Uh, what what abyss he's fallen into? But he used to be one of the best uh, stand up comedians in the. Was he a conservative? Yeah, I think he might be. A, I think he might be on the Fox News. Spectrum, oh, okay. <laughs> that's why I haven't seen him in about you know yeah. ten years. Okay, that. Then that um, makes sense. What did I miss this? I, I didn't. I, I just without NFL, I don't. I'm not paying attention as much. What did I miss in the NBA this weekend? Did anything happen? I saw Devin Booker got a little petty with uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah, Booker uh, about you know, the, took a shot about at the ben whole Simmons. Kendall Jenner, the Kendall Jenner thing. There's I mean, that. You know? Yes, there's there's there, which NBA media did not reference in talking about their little. I mean, obviously they're not going to they're not going to reference it, yeah. it, but it's a little tongue in cheek. Yes, the two of them sniping at each other because Ben Simmons said he's the best defender in the NBA. We can debate and Booker that. lit him up. And Booker, yeah, Booker's been on a nice little run recently. And the Suns are, are red hot right now, one of the best teams in the Western Conference. They're good. Um, They're good. You know, the Lakers right now just had their seven game win streak come to a close. The Jazz remain the top. The AD the thing is concerning. And the AD we, thing, which we're going to put our power rankings, or the should be out when you guys listen to this uh, podcast. The AD, um, I the would AD say right now, Anthony Davis's Achilles tendon issue is arguably the biggest storyline in the NBA. Uh, I, I, yeah, maybe it is because if he's not healthy, I mean, again, the Lakers are going to do everything in their power to get him healthy for the playoffs. I don't really give a shit about the regular season, but if he's not healthy and this is going to be a reoccurring issue throughout the season, this is the biggest storyline in the NBA. Yeah. And you never want to, the Achilles stuff. Yeah, it's it's real. I mean, Achilles tendonitis or whatever the official diagnosis is like this, this ain't good. And he's gonna be dealing with this for a while. Um, uh, you know, as we record this on Monday, KD has a hamstring issue. That is going to keep him out for two games. He better not miss. I know. He better Hopefully not miss the Lakers game. Thursday night. Yeah, that'd be, that would be a massive. Well, AD ain't going to play in that game. Now, AD's not playing, but yeah, so KD like, better not miss that game. KD better not It would miss suck if game. we don't have KD and AD for that game on Thursday. I don't game. know. If, if Zion were, were on for the intro, he would tell us that the Nets are trading for eight people to fill in. But, um, okay. my You know what's going on big in my world, Adam, right now? The pursuit of J.J. Watt. All right. So let me ask you this question. Did you yes. think it was that big of a deal when he got released on Friday? Um, Take, now don't don't. It was now from the it, ESPN perspective. Did I think it was ESPN front page first? But think about ESPN how it's celebrity driven. I mean, he's, he's a celebrity. A, he's a personality. He's a, name. He's a celebrity he's in the name. NFL world. So that, that's going to be like front page, like breaking news, Sports Center, like do. Three I mean, seconds. It, it, but in I the mean, grand scheme of things. Should we be giving that big of a shit about a guy that only had five sacks last year and has barely played? Here's the thing, games? but here's the thing, Adam. If you look at his stats beyond the sacks and his pressure rate and his double team rate, he was the most double teamed guy in the league, and his pressure rate was still very good. His advanced metrics were still very good. Oh, look at you dropping more, advanced metrics on me. I yeah, well, because I'm trying to I'm trying to recruit him to the Browns. That's this whole thing. I'm trying. I didn't really want him because I didn't think that he was perfect. But some uh, some people have talked to me explain that he's more of an interior guy now he's not he's not a true edge anymore he's more of an interior guy so maybe put him with miles but it was a big story I mean I think the bigger story is just the fall of the Houston Texans like this team two uh a year ago led a playoff game against the Chiefs 24 to nothing and now you have this pastor Jack Esterby whatever the fuck his name is making a mockery of an NFL team. Like how long before Goodell's like, yo, what the fuck are you guys doing? And he's like, get this fucking preacher boy out of here. All I'm going to say about that is that religion is a hell of a drug. 
I, clearly, I don't, and I don't even want to get and, into it on, on, on and, a religious. We don't. I'm not going to get into that debate. But 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 this guy is clearly unqualified to to have any idea of what's going on with an NFL team. And in in Cal McNair is for some reason letting him run the show. Okay, as in as as we I've, I've said numerous times, and as you a fan of the Cavaliers who have been a shit show, other than you know a handful of seasons. You mean a championship season? One season, one. pal. Relax. But they still were one of the best teams. Okay, but what, uh, I'm, I'm getting at Dan Gilbert here. What about Dan? Uh, I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to be mean. I can't be mean to oh, Dan. Come he had on. a stroke. Jesus I can't be mean Christ. to him. He had a stroke. My, I'm not going to be mean all to him. All right, fine. But the, the gist of this argument here is that it starts from the top down. And as a fan of two completely dysfunctional franchises here in New York. See, uh, if your so owner, much, if you're. It's if, different with the NFL, though, if, Adam. It's no, no, no. It is. It, it chops completely. If your owner is a clown, it permeates throughout the entire organization. So so if Cal McNair has been saying clown shit and, and hiring clown people throughout yeah. the entire organization's history, what do you expect otherwise? Like, how would you expect yeah. them to be a competent, like, you know, organized, relevant franchise? It's impossible. It's no. never going to happen. You're right. You're right. And I mean, here's the crazy thing. So JJ Watt's a free agent. He can sign with anybody. Come to the Browns, JJ, please. It'd be nice. They still are saying that they're not trading Deshaun Watson. They're still saying it, and they seem pretty locked in on not trading him. Well, the the Watson thing will be. It's like how much, um, I guess, pressure can he really exert? And this is maybe the biggest test of player power. Uh, you know, in the, in NFL. the NFL that we've seen, yeah. um, maybe because ever. it's not easy. It's not. It's not NBA style where no. you can like and, he, and obviously Deshaun Watson ain't you know Tom Bra- Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers level. He hasn't won anything, but he is ultra ultra talented and arguably a top five quarterback. And the haul that that well, the Texans would get would be massive. But I, I mean, it, the no trade clause is important because I, I think I read over the weekend his list of teams is literally the Dolphins and the 49ers. I don't, well, I don't That's blame it. him. <laughs> I don't blame him at all. I mean, the Dolphins is like, I mean, I guess going to be in Miami. Well, no, it's, it's, well, no, it's two things. It's, it's, well, actually, Miami kind of has their shit together. That's number one. They have a good coach, number two. Yeah, they're, number they're not, three, that's not a terrible team. Number three, it's obviously an ideal city to go play football in. And number four or five, I'm, I'm losing Less track. Less pressure. There's down. no pressure. Not even pressure. Dolphins, I don't. Not even pressure. There's still no state income tax over in Florida. That's so true. savvy. Yeah. I just, I think, I mean, him, if he went to the 49ers, I mean, the Rams would be feeling away because, you know, you just trade for Stafford and then your division rival fucking gets Deshaun Watson. And that'd, you be, know? And that'd be incredible division for quarterbacks. It would. Yeah, no, it would. I mean, well, then there's the Russell Wilson rum- rumors. Doesn't sound like Russ happy. I find, was here, I find it incredibly hard to if believe. If Zion was here, is that he'd be saying the Giants need to trade for him immediately. Well, he thinks they trade for everyone. So, yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, I find it incredibly hard to believe that Russell Wilson is going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, why? but why would you think that he wouldn't? I mean, look at the NFL right now. Look at the quarterback movement. Yeah, the, pa- the player Nobody, empowerment movement is, is in full swing. But It's not even that. It's just we're seeing quarterback movement unlike any other time. I, I, I don't think it's crazy to think Russell Wilson, like, in two years, I kind of think it's crazy because I, I would feel that they would do they would actually bend over backwards to keep him happy. What? I you would think uh, you would think, are, but what have they been doing? I said you would think. What have they been doing? They run the most conservative offense in the NFL. Uh, well, and also he runs for his life fifty percent of the snaps that he drops back. And yeah, he has he has legit gripes about not being protected. Last week he openly he did the most he he did the most non rust thing possible. And he openly criticized the team last week. And when asked about a trade, he he didn't say – he didn't shoot it down. He said, you got to ask the Seahawks. For a guy like Russell Wilson, who is as 
I think we both interviewed him. Have you interviewed Russ? You've interviewed yes, Russ. Yes, he's a, he's a little he, bit uh, milk toast. He is by the book as possible. He is never going to give you a soundbite. So for him to go on a radio show and give a soundbite like that, open my eyes at him. That's and, and rap sheet the week before said C, Seattle's getting calls about Russell Wilson. Well, of course they get calls. I mean, doesn't mean they're actually I, to feel them. But when you put it when you when you put it together, Adam, like the tea leaves. Uh, I don't right. know the, the the frustration. I get that. It just it just seems really 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 hard. With a guy that you have been entrenched in now for a decade, took you to two Super Bowls, won one, and I don't know. I forget the contract situation is for Russell Wilson, but I mean he's got a huge cap hit. He's got a huge cap. Yeah, hit, but, but I mean, how seem... how long has he signed down? You know, down I the think road? like three, four more years. I mean, is this is, is this a ploy to get an extension to take him to age forty? A la time, you know, I don't know. I but it just, it just seems really hard to me to fathom that the Seahawks would do anything to to compromise their good relationship. We're just. It doesn't seem that good. It doesn't seem that good right now. It seems pretty factured. Before we get to the Marshawn Lynch interview, which is really good, uh, really insightful from Marshawn, your Colts sounds like they're not, not budging Colts. on. Sounds like they're not budging on giving a first round pick for Carson Wentz. What would you Maybe give up a first round pick for Carson Wentz? I mean, it's two seconds right now have been offered for Carson Wentz. It's it's tough to fathom. Which still seems like a lot. Carson Wentz was the worst quarterback in football last he, year. He was bad, um, and. If the Colts can get him on a discount and bring him and reunite him with his former offensive coordinator, maybe that is the savvy way to go. But yeah, right now it's based on the reports about how he kind of, uh, you know, bombed out the locker room, if you will. Or maybe it's a bad way of putting yeah, it. But, yeah, it doesn't seem like he was very popular in that locker room. Yeah, based on the reports of of how Winston make things easy in Philadelphia and the fact that he was god awful atrocious. Um, Worst quarterback in football. Yeah, it's uh, first round picks seems a little lofty right now. For I mean, two seconds seems seems lofty uh, to be honest with you. I mean, if you if space, I mean, again, I don't know if they're gonna. I assume they're gonna space. Out I mean, two here's seconds. the thing about here's the thing about NFL teams, Adam. They think they can fix anybody. These GMs and coaches are the most arrogant motherfuckers in the world. They think they can fix anybody. Well, that I mean, I mean yes. Success, I mean, we just saw Antonio Brown win a fucking Super Bowl. So like, success breeds like, egotism. Yes, yeah. exactly. So so like that's. Like they think that they can fix any situation, so it's like getting Carson Wentz. Like, n- no doubt, Frank Reich thinks he can get Carson Wentz back on an MVP level. Right, you why know? are we talking so much football? Football season's over. Because that's it's exciting. There's nothing. What? There's nothing. Like you, you just said that the biggest storyline in the NBA is Anthony Davis Achilles. Uh, which is, <laughs> I did like that's right, you. Yeah. You, right, you, fine, you, that's you just admitted that's that it, it's. I mean, as we go into March, March Madness, I guess we can get into. I, I just the it NFL storylines. There's a lot of NFL storylines still going on, Adam. You have to admit, there's like there's a lot. No, of there are. And again, stuff. because the, because of all the quarterback situations, it has made this or will make this be the most interesting offseason in NFL. And JJ Watt's a big name. You you got a he lot is, of big, he is he is still dominating the the headlines. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's like a he's I, a celebrity name because he has nine million subway commercials. I would love the NBA to, to in like the Lakers Nets this week will be great if KD plays. Hopefully, AD's probably not going to play, so it's not going to be full strength, but. I don't know. What to yeah, the, monot- but, the monotony of the NBA season has settled in. I'll give you that. Like, you know. Yeah, it is. We're right in the low. I mean, guys are pissed off because there's going to be an I mean, this would game. technically be, like, again, if this is a normal season, this would be It'd the be dog the days game. of the NBA season yeah. where you're limping yeah. to the all-star break and just There's dying. not a lot of trade stuff, and, and people love the trades. Like, And we have that. Well, the trade deadline. Who's deadlines. the biggest guy on the trade market? Andre Drummond. That's not going to drive headlines, Adam. Yeah. Celtics, Andre, have a, I, Celtics have a massive trade exception to use. We'll see well, what they use. I mean, I saw a Celtics fan say they should trade Jason Tatum yesterday. Uh, so 
Well, you know. I mean, it, are they? Are they struggling? I guess I don't know. I haven't paid, uh, oh, you haven't attention. paid attention. Yes, the, the I mean, I know not. your man. <laughs> I, I know your man. I know your UConn alum, fellow UConn alum, is not a very popular person. Kemba has not been playing well. No, the Celtics look uh, like did a Boston, goddamn mess. Did, did Charlotte win that trade? Did Charlotte uh, win the Terry? Based on how Gordon Hayward, scary playing? Terry's balling, and Gordon Hayward looks like Jazz Gordon Hayward. So, uh, well, that's a different move. That's a different oh, you're talking about the Terry Rozier move. I was talking about the Terry Rozier Kemba trade, which seems oh, pretty. Okay. I mean. But Gordon Hayward is balling. In You'd still rather have Kemba Walker over Terry Rozier, though, as your starting right. point guard? <laughs> right now? Kemba looks washed. Uh, well, Kemba, I know you're a UConn guy, and you can't, you can't like, admit that. I'm going to cave hard for Kemba, but he's coming back from yeah. the injury. But he has, I mean, don't – sur- I mean, yeah, they look terrible. They look terrible. They got to – I mean, there's – I mean, my guy TT looks washed. Bring him home. Bring TT back home. They have massive debt. I mean, they have – listen, they have issues galore right now, but they have the, – Enos issues. Cantor looks pretty good in Portland, by the way. Like, like they're just – Portland's yeah. – listen, without without CJ and Nurkic, Portland's been very good. Mello. You were so wrong about Mello. You've never been more wrong about anything than um, I didn't say I didn't personally think that Melo was washed. I what I wanted to write about and talk about was that obviously he was being kept out and wanted to get to the bottom of those reasons why he was being kept out of the NBA. But he's been phenomenal. He's been awesome. And he's he actually looks he looks springy the other night. He's got the braids back. He's got the yeah, Syracuse he looks springy. braids. He's springy looking, against the Mavericks. Yeah, no, he looks good. Uh let's get to our Marshawn Lynch interview. It's very good. Uh Zion's on there with us, uh talking, you know, investments. Tom Brady, a whole bunch of stuff. Just Marshawn is one of a kind. If you've ever seen anything with Marshawn, you know that he's just fully Marshawn. So really fun conversation. Let's get to it right now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, so Marshawn Lynch, this is huge. Thank you for joining the podcast with us today. We are huge fans of you, huge supporters of you over at Complex. We really appreciate it, man. I'm a big dog. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, appreciate it. And like, Marshawn, we got you on. You had, it's really incredible how much you have going on in like just from the business side of Marshawn Lynch. Like, literally, it's like building an empire, like from the fan control football league to the the Doty Blunts, to the your your the the sports betting dimes like everything like everything's about ownership with you and 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 you're just building everything up so i want to ask you straight up if someone asked Marshawn Lynch about investment invi- advice what what would you tell them like what would you tell like a player who was getting into investments like what they need to do to start off to get to like your level of where you are now <laughs> And to be honest with you, I think, you know, the first thing I'll tell them is more so just 
it's about education though. And uh you feel me though, getting it getting it down to a point where you comfortable to where, you know, you'll be able to um you'll be able to step into some of these uh uh these meetings, you know, just just so you can, you know, hear the lingo, understand the lingo, just so, you know what I mean, when you get into those 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 uh those meeting rooms, uh, you know, nobody is talking over your head. And then the biggest thing is that if when you do get in there and there is some shit that you don't understand, don't hesitate to ask, like, what the fuck is that? What that mean? How you do that? Or why you do that? Or how you do that? Or can I do that? Or like, you know what I mean? It's more so just, you feel me, though, making sure you educate yourself on what's going on. Did that education start when you were still playing or that kind of really begin when you stepped away from the NFL? Man, realistically, man, the education uh, aspect of that started, uh, I would say, shit, basically, uh, you know, in college, when these uh, when these opportunities start, you know, coming your way. Because, I mean, I, and, and a lot of times, like, we miss those opportunities because we don't see them and we so focused on our our uh, our goal at uh at hand, which is to, you know, make it to the uh you know, to make it in, to the league. But you know, we sit in class, you know what I mean, because you know, most of them go to school. So we sit in class with all of those guys who are gonna be the next business owners, the next the hot thing and you know we 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 sit there next to them and we never really just go ahead and 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 pick their brain on you know what they're gonna have going on for after school and it's crazy because you know as i look at it and i think about it you know just because of the way y'all formed this question is some of my first some of my first purchases and uh and um I'll say like, you know, business opportunities, you know, stepping away from, you know, the athletic side of the game, you know, whether it was going to go buy a house. So, you know, you look at that. Most people say, I just going to buy a house, but then it's more so a real estate play. And then you feel me though, the, 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 the people that helped me, you know, with that situation were individuals who I was in school with, let alone in school. I was on the, I was on my team with, now, at the end of the day, like most of my teammates didn't go to the NFL, but then I had more teammates who started businesses. So when they see me and out, out there like, oh, Marshawn doing good on the football field and Blase, Blase, woo, woo, woo. Oh, I got a business thing for him. Like, you feel me? Them not knowing that, you know, mm-hmm. bro, I've been, I've been, I've been going to class with you. I've been seeing what you got going on. I knew for a fact that. If it didn't work for you in the league, you was gonna be doing something. Yeah, you went to a damn good school, yeah. so it's good you capitalize on those hey, relationships. You know what? I'm, and I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I didn't want to say what school I went to. I'm just more so focused. Yeah, yeah on, but brag, man, you went to a damn good school, man. It ain't easy to get into that. <laughs> no, place. but it, but see, though, the thing is, is it, <laughs> but it's not more about the school. It's just more about you know putting ourselves in those in those situations with those opportunities, like. I mean, you know, the, the the greatest ideas don't come always come from, you know, um, individuals from those big schools. And I mean, you know, it's a lot of people right now who 
who looking back like, oh, damn, I remember I played on a team with him, and whether it was at a, a smaller school or whatever, like, but damn, he doing big things now. Like, oh, you know what? I remember I used to holler at him all the time. He used to tell me he was going to be doing that shit and have that shit going on. And instead of, you know what I mean, getting into it, we focused on, oh, we got to do whatever we can do to go ahead and get to the league. And, you know, I think that's our first opportunity that we missed out on. How much of that also comes from your like your life experience? Like how much like when you form these businesses or you think about an investment to make, like like obviously you 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 learn, you know, from the from the school, but like how much of your also your your life experience is played into how you go about it and like figuring out what opportunities are good for you? So the way that I go about it is uh first and foremost, it's a few key points that I go into with when uh you know, we're thinking about uh, when I well, when I'm thinking about, you know, putting myself and aligning myself with uh, you know, these companies, businesses, um, and first, first is like, you know, how am I going to be able to to turn this into an opportunity for, you know, just more than me eating off of this project? You feel me? Then I look at it as if it's something that I'm truly. I'm truly, you feel me though, genuine, either interested in, like I'm I, like, I know for a fact, like I really rock with what they doing or what they got going on. Or this is something that, you know, has been on my mind. Uh, you know, I don't know too much about it, but now I had an opportunity to go and learn about it. And then third is just like, I always ask myself, like, are you just doing this shit because it's a check attached to it? Or are you doing this because you want to learn something from this and be able to, you know what I mean, capitalize and be able to, you know what I mean, put somebody in this position and or there's something that you might want to get into, you know what I mean, for the long run. Is it sometimes where you're just like, fuck it, I want the check? <laughs> the few times that I have done that, I put myself in a position where I fuck myself up. And I'll yeah. say that with the the, the 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 biggest one would be um the first time that I tried to retire, mm-hmm. first time that I tried to retire, I put myself in a position where, you know, I, uh, I, 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 cause I've always made a promise to myself. Like I would never play football for money. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I stuck by that. Like I'm talking about to the court. You know I mean, I never, when it came down to negotiating, I mean, I've never put myself in a position where I'm going and telling my agent, like, oh, well, so-and-so makes this much money and he makes that much money. I've never been that type of individual. And it got to a point where I was, you know what I mean, so, you know, in a position where it's like, you know, I just want to retire at this point. You feel me? I don't want, you know what I mean? I don't want no more, no less. I just want to lead the game with what I got. And, you know, the team didn't see that uh, as something that was, uh, they didn't see that as something that was going to take place. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, you know, they played a whole spin on it. And at the end of the day, I was just trying to retire with the money that I had. And, you know, they made it seem like, you know, it was something that I was looking for a new deal or something. So at the end of the day, um, you know, I tried to just go ahead and, and throw out the, the the highest number that I could think of 
just so they would tell me like, oh, okay, that's too much. You know what? You go ahead and retire. Yeah. And then you know what? <laughs> it 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 played into I say it played into my into my favor because I was able to get the number that they asked for. But then it was more so like, oh well, you know what? Not you know it wasn't solely that I was playing for the check, but now it was to the point where it was like I'm only coming back because they agreed to this number. Yeah, no, definitely. So when it comes to something like the fan control football league, what drew you to that? Because I think it's a super interesting thing where it's, I mean, literally something we've we've never really seen before. So what what drew you to that kind of opportunity? I mean, the for one, the concept. I for sure liked it, the concept, just because I see how much shit is so going so uh, so digital and 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 and. Uh, just knowing like how everybody want to connect to their fans on a completely different level. And this league gives you the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, from, from an owner standpoint to a player standpoint, and then it was more so like, I, I, I really like the concept of, you know, letting players, you know, be players and go out and be able to um, basically market themselves in a way that, you know, it, it, I won't say so much more it's about the team, but mm-hmm. you really get to show who you are on a, on a, on a completely different um, platform than I've seen with, even with, uh, you know, the, 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 the NFL, but it also gave me an opportunity because, you know, I got a lot of, you know, I come from an athletic family. Mm-hmm. When I was thinking of it, I ain't going to lie. Like I told you, I think about ways that it's going to be able to benefit me and, uh, you know, in the long run, as well as being able to put, you know what I mean, my people on. So, you know, I know for a fact I had at least, I mean, I had, I know for a little brother, I had a couple cousins, uh, a couple God brothers, and a couple, you know, just, just dogs that I know around Oakland that, you're gonna get really them in the league. You're gonna get them. Yeah, in the league. That, yeah. That would really benefit from it. So, you know, I just, you know, make sure that I had more. I'll say more. It was more pros with this situation than cons. As a Browns fan, I, I'm gonna. I can't. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna sign up and I can't wait to call plays for Johnny Manziel and just hopefully get get him like sacked and hit and that kind of stuff. So I'm just gonna God damn. What a well, hater. I'm Jesus good. Christ, Jobs, come on. I hold a grudge. I hold a grudge, Marshawn. I'm I'm, well, I'm gonna just say I hope that he team if that's the way you're looking at it. You gotta re get <laughs> you gotta reevaluate things there, Chops. Come on. <laughs> I will hope the fans not calling uh calling plays to get motherfuckers knocked the fuck out, but I mean shit. I mean, as a as a as a player, you got to keep your head on the swivel at all times, just in case we got a uh, a fan out there like Chop who want to uh, get your ass knocked down or something. <laughs> yeah, who wants to go left with it? I'm sorry, I'm just joking. I won't do that, Johnny. Even though he did wish ill well on my Browns a couple months ago, so that's all. Well, look, man, it didn't work. Y- y'all went to the playoffs after it, like a hundred years. Hundred years. Yeah, a hundred years. It, it, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. You're right, Marshawn. I got to ask you about this, and I know Zion wants to jump in here with some questions. He's a big fan, but this, these diamond infused blunts, Marshawn. I we got to ask you about these. I just read about these. 
How, how what is going on here? Like it's it's enticing. I'm gonna tell you that. Yeah, I know, man. For, for real though, man. But I I don't know, you know. And I think I I think I get better and better with just you feel me though, giving explanations of where I'm where it's coming from with this. But I mean, I don't know how long I was, but man. You know, I used to listen to the loonies, man. And, you know, you know, I got five on it. Probably came out when I was in, what, elementary school or something. I mean, you know, everybody be hype on this culture shit. And, like, you know, everybody got they saying, like, a way, oh, it's a way of life. It's the culture. It's... Nigga, that was just breakfast waking up in the morning. You feel me? You turn on the radio. You feel me? I got five on it. You feel you? I don't care who you is, where you at, what country you in, you've heard that phrase and everybody kind of, you know what I mean, know what that is. And then, I mean, you know, from going, getting $2.50 and pizza with your folks, $2.50 to get some garbage ass weed, like, <laughs> and thought you was the man doing your thing and shit, man. You know, we going 5-5 five, five on a 10 seconds some man a three for 15 like god damn <laughs> all the way to shit 20 2021 you got a blunt diamond infused and hella shit like what the fuck what is, what even is that you know what i mean you start letting you start letting these uh what they say you know they start they start throwing uh they start throwing all the nickel and nickel and dime uh, drug dealers in jail where they were just blowing and selling gold weed and LG that light green and giving them motherfuckers a hundred years and then fast forward 20 years later they talking about some diamond infused weed like hold on man they were saying that it was the chemicals and all of it that it's the it's the compounds that 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 get you the time and shit and what's going on and this and that and then they like oh shit okay we'll come out of jail now and then we don't look at y'all so bad no more like god damn and then you got all the geeks and nerds who done took the weed and told you no this weed right here is gonna make you really really sleepy no this weed here will make you very very excited this weed here it'll make you smile like god hold on man didn't the motherfuckers throw me in jail for this shit? Like, God damn, I've been running from the police, hiding this shit. I've been in the closet in the attic for about 50 fucking years. And now you mean I can smoke this shit outside and I can go to a, a, a goddamn coffee shop and grab me some and just go about my business? Crazy. Man, it's it's a it's a it's a crazy transition, but I mean, you know, for the most part, it's like, I mean, you know, just just the whole, like I said, how I how I look at you know, putting together putting together businesses in the way that they could come about. And, you know, like I think, like, I'm, I mean, really, like I think about my family, I think about my people back at home, you know, that would be able to benefit. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this opportunity comes right on time. It comes right on time. And then, I mean, you know, the diamond and fuse, that's just the, you feel me, that's just the extra little, you feel me? Because, I mean... <laughs> And of course, I meant the I meant the THC. That's I misspoke. But yeah, yeah, the the THC. But yeah, no, it's no, no, no. You good, P? Don't trip. It's, hey, man, you no, you reading right? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> just, that what it called? I'm just trying to get your business story because you got you got so much. When you when you had the the take care of your chicken viral speech that went viral, 
did players hit you up like young guys like yo i need advice like how much did did that lead to like guys like reaching out like yo like guide me type stuff um to be realistic like i don't lie there there, there was a few mm-hmm. and then i mean you know at the same time like i don't want to say you know like i believe cuz i was removed from the game but i think ones who really serious about their chicken I think they more so, you feel me though, would will reach out and or you feel me though, like I'll say take heed to what a nigga was saying, but you know, cause I don't, I don't I don't do it in the in the typical, you feel me though, listen to what I'm saying, I'm finna tell you what to do, you gonna do this and that's gonna happen, or you know, in a flashy manner, it's more so like. Hey, look, check it out, little buddy. I'm going to put it out there in the atmosphere for you. You feel me on some free game type shit. But at the same time, like, I'll never tell an individual what to do. I just don't feel like that's my position to tell you what to do. But as far as, but as far as, you know, putting that out there and letting that shit be known, now I'm going to do that. You're going to do what you're going to do with the information in the game and the knowledge that you get anyway. Now it's just I just feel like okay, as, as my part, I'm gonna put it out there, and you, you know, what I mean, you go ahead and and represent or you take it how you want to. But at the end of the day, I'll never I'll never tell somebody what to like go and do this or you have to do this that because I mean you know at the end of the day, you're one person, and you feel you know what I mean what you got going on is what you got going on, and you might. You might not think taking care of your bread is important. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to knock you for that. That's just how you feel. Yeah. What At what point are you going to pass Shaq as the premier retired athlete endorser? Because you got a bunch of commercials right now, and you were, you were <laughs> definitely gunning for big Shaq at this point. So when are you going to surpass him? <laughs> Man, I don't know, big dog, but shit. I mean, you know, at some point in time, you feel me? I mean, like, you, like, you, like you're talking about, I know I've been, I've been in a room with Shaq. And it wasn't on no, I want to surpass Shaq, or right? that wasn't even a fucking thought. It was more so like, fuck, this nigga, this big ass nigga getting bread from <laughs> every and which direction. He endorses everything, everything out there. <laughs> Bruh, so I'm, I'm, so I mean, you know, I told you, I'm an information education type of nigga. I yeah, might get it and retain it a different way, but at the end of the day, you feel me? I, I ran into Shaq at the Super Bowl last year and I pulled him to the side, like, Big bro, I know we in a I know we in a setting where this probably ain't, yeah, you know I mean, the type of time and shit, but I'm on that type of time right now. I'm like, man, you gotta let me know how you wiggle. And yeah. I say he like he like, man, you know, I noticed he told me straight up, like, you know, I noticed how, you know, when we came in the room, but when you came in the room, you came through, you said what's up to a couple key people, which was very good. He like, but then you went and sat right here at this corner by the bar. And then I just watched you play the whole room with your eyes. He like, but instead of you going to this corner and playing the whole room with your eyes, he like, get up and maneuver the way that you play your eye, maneuver your body, your conversation and set them, set them, set them. Uh, what do you say? Like set those, uh, set those seeds and all of those individuals who you see, who you know, because you know the right people. Now it's just about going to go and 
and and and and show them what you got going on and where you want to go. You can't sit over here and make those moves in the corner and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> well, look, big bro, you know, I like to watch my surroundings and see how to play this and play that. Like, boy, you, you know, retired once, came back and all kind of shit. Like, you know how to do that already. Yeah. Now it's time to go. You, you know, you what do you say? You beat about that action. But I went that ASAP, big bro. You got to you got to put me on. You got to show <laughs> me how to how to do this shit. And and then Zion, you, you want to go, and then I have a question about sports betting too, because we're big into sports betting. But I want to, I know Zion wants to jump in. Uh, well, before sports before I get, before I get to the, the the one question I had, to, we gotta we gotta talk about this tweet. Uh, after the Super Bowl, obviously the Super Bowl ended a couple of days ago. Um, so now you're claiming Tom Brady's from the town. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hey, look, bro. I'm- Bro, I think who is, is it? Who is it? Is it Bill Russell? Is it Bill? Who got ten? Yeah, Bill, Bill Russell. Yeah, Bill Russell. Russell. Is it, Bill Bill Russell got ten. Uh, He's got ten rings. Hey yeah. man, hey, hey man. All I know is that nigga that Tom Brady done been uh, what ten Super Bowls and came walking. So that's what that's where the he been the ten ten Super Bowls. So that's where the ten piece chicken McNugget <laughs> come from. You understand me? <laughs> And and the and the boy walked away with seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> one of them, I believe, is mine. It is. It should be. Yes, correct. You feel it should me? have been one of those. And then I mean, you know, the, the spot it, that he's from in the bay, I think it just ain't doing him no justice. He's though, on the yeah, he's on the other side of Oakland. Because <laughs> I mean, you know Yeah, you know what I mean? He from the he from that side of the bay. I don't think it's doing him no justice, because you feel me, you seen him. You seen him go get that little honey badger like yeah, you feel me? And I mean I'm just thinking like and I'm just thinking in terms of like him being from Sam, you know what I mean, San Mateo and shit. And he, you know, he going over there. In my mind, when I'm looking at it, like, like, bruh, like honey badger about to pop this nigga in his mouth or something. But then you feel me, he come back and him like he going. I said, hold on, bruh. I said T. I said TV twelve out there acting like he a straight town goon <laughs> right now. I, hey man, you feel me? Because you know I I got respect for both of them, and you know a lot of people don't they ain't gonna expect time to do that. So you feel me? And then he do it real. You know what I mean? Real gangster and a gentleman like you know what I mean. He holler at the young. I, I guess that's what they say. I'm not gonna quote yeah. that. But I believe I seen something that said he went and hollered at the young bull after the after the game and shit and told you feel me good good game all the shit like you know what I mean yeah, however he, that played he out. Te- but, he, they said that he texted him afterwards. Yeah, he texted Honey okay. Badger. Well, you yeah. know, you feel me? Like he 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 man, he solid with that thing. So I did. I for sure. TV. Hey, hey, bro, you ain't gotta go. If you do ever come back to the bay, you ain't gotta go all the way out there, bro. You come slide through the folk, come slide through the ice. You know what I mean? Kick it with me and the squad and shit. You feel me? We maybe slide you some doty and shit. We know you getting up there in age. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's part of the TV twelve diet, but yeah. Or <laughs> make it I add mean, that to the TV twelve diet. Look, man. Hey, man. It's all good. We'll make it work. <laughs> Uh, so Zion, we'll, we'll finish with yours, but I just got to ask this real quick. So you were in the, you were in the weed business, but you also have the, the sports gambling, uh, endorsement that you do. What about the sports gambling industry? Did you see? And I mean, cause obviously it's blowing up crazy. More States 
are passing legislation all the time. So what made what made that draw to you? You're like, damn, I got to get in this because it's blowing up so fast. Was it something like that? Uh, when I was playing, and I used to have, uh, you know, I would I would come home on my um on my day off, especially when I got to Seattle. But you know, all my folks and shit would. Hey, Sean, what y'all going to do this week? Like, hey, man, I want to – hey, hold on, man. What you talking about, bro? Like, man, get up out of here, bro. You know, I don't be talking about no no game. Like, man, I, hey, man, y'all going to bust a spread? Y'all going to yeah. feel me? Woo, woo. They want to ask me hella questions, trying to, like, almost get some inside scoop and hella shit. Tell me, bro, y'all got to be cool with that, bro. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Watch out. You know, I get knocked down. You know what I mean? They, 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 they looking for me to – being anything besides the game right now, bro. And right. I, I just, you know, it's always stuck in me. So when the opportunity came, you know, it came around. And then, uh, you know, just because it, it just played on some, like, we wanted to get some content type shit. Yeah. And then the type, the type of content that they wanted to get, it was it was solid for us because uh, it was solid for us because it gave opportunity for you know what I mean? For me to do all the content with 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 my folks and shit. So I'm like, you know what, this is, you know what I mean? This this pretty good opportunity and shit. But then as I started to uh as I started to really peep game on, you know, how I was going and then the things that I started seeing just, you know, pass pass by on my uh on my radar and shit, I started noticing like a lot of like sports betting companies started sending like, you know, all, you know, take a look at our business plan, our business model, and blase, blase this, blase, blase that. And I'm just like, you know what? Uh, let me go ahead and get into this, you know what I mean, a little bit more information. Yeah. And then I speak to I speak to one of their guys, and the way he started, you know, talking about how he places bets and just like, I told him like, hey, bro. I told him, hey, I don't know nothing about no uh no sports gambling shit. My whole career, you know, I had to stay away from that shit. So even if we walking through the uh the casino in Vegas, they like, you can't be seen walking yeah. in this area type shit. So it's like, you know what I mean, motherfuckers trying to, you know, what I mean, stay away from that as much as possible. Now you feel me? I'm in a position where, you know, I'm out the game and I have an opportunity like. He started talking and spitting his words to me, and it's like it sounded like a computer or something. <laughs> and so I'm just telling Blood, like, "Hey, check it out. Uh, run that by me again." I say, "Matter of fact, just text it to me so I can look at it." Yeah. So he just started texting me all kind of shit, and I'm like, "Yeah, this 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 could be uh, this could be kind of interesting and shit." So I, you feel me? I check it out, and then I just call him here and now and then. Just to continue to get game from him, just so I can hear him spit that shit. Because the more I hear him spit it, you know what I mean, the more comfortable that I get with it. But at the end of the day, like I'm really not a, I'm really not a a, a gambling type man when it comes to situations like that. But you know what I mean, just because I ain't don't mean that everybody else ain't. And then just because I don't bet don't mean I don't like talking shit and getting into them conversations with people that is betting. Yeah. So it played out. It played out really good. Good for me. But yeah, I had to. I definitely have to ask this question because obviously you are one of the realest athletes ever to live. 
Um, you always keep it 100. That's why you're one of my favorite athletes. But even looking in this now uh, society nowadays, we look at, you know, what is going on with social justice and st- stuff like that. We look at the NFL and kind of how they changed their narrative. Remember when you took a, you took a, you sat during the national anthem and during the Kaepernick area and kind of got criticized for it. And now you look at the NFL and to me as a black man, they're doing all this performative stuff of the stuff they kind of killed in the past. What are your thoughts on how the narrative has kind of changed for them? Uh, I believe it's more so just like uh, one thing that I learned with the NFL is always that, you know, you got to protect the shield. And then I believe that it just showed, you know, when you say the narrative has changed, I don't really believe that it's so much more of the NFL narrative have changed. I believe it's just the the individuals that's watching it. Because you got to think when you first when you first started seeing people, you know, mm-hmm. protest or you know sit, kneel, stand, or however they you know show their uh, their solidarity with uh, with uh, you know the black uh, shit, the black community. You know the response you again like, oh, that's disrespectful to this. That's disrespectful to that. And I believe it was just people just speaking, speaking out of because they didn't understand where, you know, those individuals, where those individuals were coming from. So now, you know, when you see all of this shit going on now and it's like, oh, yeah, well, I stand with you, black people and, you know, all that blase blase type shit. And then you feel me for me, all of that shit just make good for TV or whatever. And I mean, you know, I don't know how it go, but, you know, the NFL is shit probably the best at capitalizing on opportunities like opportunists when it comes to shit like that so with this movement you know taking the legs that it did and growing so damn big the nfl couldn't miss out on that goddamn opportunity (laughs) you know they put it i mean you know they put a lot of shit out there and all the shit but i mean i don't and i mean i'm gonna keep it solid with you big dog and i mean you know i had this conversation with my cousins all the time uh, Marcus and Josh, just about like when it comes down to, you know, where's all those funds and this and, that and the third going? Like, I mean, you know, it's no disrespect or nothing, but anytime I look at those commercials, you know, and it's like, oh, well, we doing X, Y, and Z and blase, blase, you know, for the social injustice and this and, that and the third. And I mean, I'm a, I'm an individual in a, in a situation where, you know, I've, I've been, uh, me and my cousins been having this foundation for uh, 15 years now where we, you know I mean, help develop uh, the inner city youth. And when I look at these commercials and I see the youth and shit, not that it's a bad thing because I don't, you know, I I believe in all youth, but, you know, I see a lot of, you know, um, I'll say diversity in these commercials when, you know, at the end of the day, if it's supposed to be about, you know, the, 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 the black community or whatever. I mean, I know I, I, I go to camps, you feel me though, just all over the, I, I could say all over the world, but when it comes to looking at, you know I mean? The neighborhoods in which we grow up in, I'm not seeing those kids represented in those, you know what I mean? In those commercials. So, I mean, you know, I just, yeah. you know I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I just, however, however, one individual go and take their approach to, you know, what they doing or how they get in. And I appreciate it. 
But then, I mean, you know, just make sure that it counts. Because, I mean, you know, I, I, I go walk the streets, and I'm not saying I'm better than nobody else, but <clears throat> I go pull up in my hood where my little ones at, who I know, you know what I mean, who not getting that look. And then they get confused by me because they like, oh, when I pull up in a in an infinity or in a Honda, they like, oh, I thought you was gonna have like this fancy ass car. Like, oh, I do. It's 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 tucked right now, but you feel me? I pull up like this, and they like, oh man, I didn't know you was just. Oh, you just like one of us? Like hell yeah! So now it's your turn yeah. to go and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, through all that social yeah. justice shit, like. Yeah, I mean, man. <laughs> you know, we we talk about it, we you know, we protest about it. But I feel until and until we really want a real change, then that's when the shit gonna change. Because I did, I seen them people go hit the hit the hit the gate at the White House. <laughs> we call that they went and hit the fence on that motherfucker. I take it for granted they didn't have, you know what I mean, they didn't have all that. <laughs> That security and them goddamn armed forces and shit when they went and pulled up. The motherfuckers did it though. Legit wild, Marshawn. Uh we appreciate you. You literally are leading the way for a lot of this shit, you know, business wise investments, like you were an inspiration to a lot of people. And we appreciate you talking with us about it. Uh baby, I just I just stay out the way and stay in my own lane, man. But yeah, I mean, you're doing it and, you you know, you you really are leading the way and we, we do appreciate you joining us and, you know, talking to us about it because uh, I hope people who listen to this really do get inspired by, you know, what you're able to do and, and everything. Hey, man, I appreciate it, big dog. Thank you all for having me, man. We appreciate it, Marshawn. Thank you for joining us. Yes, sir. That was fun. Adam, Marshawn Lynch, one of a kind. Yeah, he, uh, he brought the goods. Um, and how confused were you when he was talking about weed and like uh, nickel bags and all that? I, I know a thing or two, pal. Relax. Were, were you like googling things? Or you just no, like, I'm 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 up? hip to it. Oh, okay, you're hip. Okay, yeah. No, Marshawn's awesome. Marshawn's awesome, and he's really I think setting a a tone for kind of how to navigate a post NFL career into a business opportunities. You know. He's he's a smarter and savvier guy than I think a lot of people give him credit for, and I mm. do want to see if he can overtake Shaq as the premier athlete endorser because he's I mean, he hot as coattails right now. When you put on the TV, I see nothing but Marshawn. The subway commercials are. We didn't even talk about subway with him. The subway commercials are on twenty four seven. Like you see Marshawn on TV so much right now. Yeah, like he only, is only trailing, it's him and Shaq. Only trailing it's him Shaq. And Shaq. Yeah, it, it's him and Shaq. Um, no, another fun episode. Uh, Marshawn was great. Maybe next week we'll see. Uh, I think you're. I think you just got Russell Wilson traded by talking about this earlier in the podcast. I, th- I think. I think you like jinx Russell Wilson staying in Seattle. Uh, I think uh, again. I don't know what the odds are in Vegas on him getting traded. I would assume that it is a uh, massive. Who gets? Who gets more likely to get traded? Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? That's a good one. I would still lean towards Deshaun because he just seems so adamant and trying to not sabotage, it's, but like just force but, his way. I, again, I, it just seems so. What team wants to? What what team would is more willing to trade the quarterback though? I think it's the Seahawks, Adam. That's, that's going to be. Say it's not. That's going to be like I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. No. I. I don't. I don't doubt it. Maybe the Jets. Maybe the Jets. I listen. Well, Darnold, that's one. Darnold, I heard second round pick for Darnold for the Jets. That's pretty good. Yeah. 
that's about as good as you can expect right now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm. It, it seems like, it seems like if the 49ers strike out on Deshaun, they're going hard after Darnold because Shanahan likes Darnold. And if the Jets can get a second round pick for Darnold and take a QB at three, I wouldn't take Zach Wilson like everybody's saying. I'm, I'm not. A, I don't think. I don't know. There's something about Zach Wilson that I don't. I don't love. I'd have to go back and look at. Uh how many games Zach Wilson has played and obviously the competition at BYU. He's played a lot. He's played a lot. He's been all right, so he's been a starter there for at least two years. I was thinking it was mm-hmm. uh, yep. a little bit less. But um No, I think it's I, been two. Yeah, I've seen some of the mock years. drafts, the Todd McShays or the ESPN having Zach Wilson go to the Jets. When you field. look at when you look at his tape at him, he has so many clean pockets that he's just not gonna have in the NFL. And it's just concerning. It's going to be yes. It's and I get there's questions. <laughs> it's going to be a very about different fields. world in the NFL. I, I, I get I get there's questions about Fields, but I've just seen Fields against better competition and in situations where you know I don't know. I don't McShay. McShay when he released his latest mock draft, he was ranting and raving about how good the tape is on Wilson. And I I you know I looked at. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm not a tape person. I'm not an evaluator the way Tom McShay is. I stopped a long time ago prognosticating where these how good these guys can be. Oh, I'll get into the all twenty two, Adam. I'll get in there. I won't. I'll watch. I won't. Like I, I got better shit to do. But I, it's, I kind it's of, off season. I'm in there. Some my Jets fans don't seem too keen on Zach Wilson either. So. There's so many clean pockets. I mean, we'll see what happens. But, I I mean, if the Jets can get a second-round pick for Sam Darnold. Yeah, it, it ain't going to matter. Buy him, his plane, buy him the plane ticket. <laughs> Say, see you, Sam. That'd be fine. But I mean, it's not going to matter in the long run anyway. That's still going to suck. Okay. I mean, it, it, I just – I mean, I know not everything has been Darnold's fault in New York, and he was with Gase, which is like an impossible thing to do, but – Second round pick for him. I mean, that's a pretty good return. What Josh Rosen only went for a third, you know. So getting more than that, you know, market value. I mean, Darnold has more, you know, stats and, and he's he's definitely shown more. Yeah. You know, he hasn't shown a ton, but he's definitely shown more. So, but yeah, all right, another episode in the books. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. They're free to download. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go leave those reviews. Leave those five star reviews. Let us know who you guys want to see on the podcast, who you want to hear from in the reviews. Leave those five-star reviews. We love y'all. Until next time, we'll see you later. And as always, a special thanks to our producers, Josh Dodd and Jasmine Plata, our audio editor, Misha Jones, our production manager, Sean Sal Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart, our general manager, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.